Beitzeh, Perakei, Mishnah Dalid 5.4, and another Mishnah on the same topic. Here we have people borrowing and lending items on Yom Tif. So it will depend when the loan occurs. If I lend or borrow an item before Yom Tif, so the item then becomes um, in my Tchum and confined to my Tchum because I become the Shomer, the guardian of it. Whatever kind of Shomer, it doesn't matter whether it's a paid or unpaid guardian or a renter or a borrower, it doesn't make a difference. Um, if that happens before Yom Tif. If I borrowed on Yom Tif, so the definition of this particular object's um, Tchum has already been set as Yom Tif came in, and therefore I could lend it to you, but it still must be confined to my Tchum. So the Mishnah says, Hashoel Kli Machaveru Me'er of Yom Tif. If someone borrows a utensil from his friend before Yom Tif comes in, Karagli Hashoel. So then the Tchum to which that utensil will belong is the borrower's Tchum. Tov, if the loan, however, occurs on Yom Tov itself, I come to you and I borrow your whatever your safer on Yom Tov. Um, so then Karagli Hamashil, then the books, the safer's uh, Trum is the lender's Trum, since as Yom Tov Shabbos came in, it was defined. It was defined by his Trum. That would be true even if um, I come and borrow your safer all the time. Um, even every Shabbos doesn't matter if it wasn't defined, confirmed ahead of time. So then the utensil belongs to the, the lender's tchum. Now, interesting case here. What if you have two women? One woman is making a loaf of bread on Yom Tov. So she's baking bread, but she needs to borrow some supplies. So she borrows from her friend one of the ingredients. So now when you bake that loaf of bread... It's comprised of ingredients that belong to two different women who might have two different tchumen. So the question is, where can the bread be taken? And the answer is, the bread, since it's comprised of multiple items, each having separate tchumen, the bread itself is confined to the area which is common to both tchumen, both the women's tchumen, okay? so the common area only. That's what it says here. Again, I'll read it slowly, slowly for you. It says, Ha'isha shesha'ala mechaverta, if a woman borrows from her friend, Tavlin, spices, umayim, or water, umelach, or salt, leisasa, for her dough, she's making whatever it is that she's making, harei'elu karagli shtehen, so then the finished product, that loaf of bread, or whatever she's making, um, is confined to the area which is common to both of their legs, meaning the tchum of both women. Rebihuda poter b'mayim, Rebihuda says, well, if the object that was borrowed is water, so then he he says the water after the loaf of bread is cooked is disappears. It evaporates, it goes into the bread, and it's no longer uh, discernible. It loses its identity, it disappears. And that being the case, the owner of the water is tchum is no longer relevant. And if all that was barred was water, so the bread is entirely confined to the tchum of the person who gave the other ingredients and the not nothing to do with the woman who lent the water. Because the water... Is, has no substance anymore once the bread has been baked. Now the truth is, um, one might ask, the same could be true of the salt. If you put salt onto bread afterwards, the salt is, of course, no longer visible, disappears, dissolved into the dough and the bread. And the answer is, you're right. Rabbi Huda would say the same goes for salt. Just the case of our mission is, you're using coarse salt that doesn't totally um, like disappear when you break the bread, let's say it's on the outside of the bread. And that being the case, the salt still causes the bread to be confined to the tchum of, of the land of the salt as well. And the halach, however, will not be like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning even if one lends fine salt or water and they get baked together, the finished product is confined to the area which is common to both 
lender and borrower's tchumen.